If you turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5, and we're going to, I don't know how far we'll get tonight, but we're going to look at verses 38 through 48. I was, uh, of course, each morning I always get up and do my own um, private devotional time, and I uh, was ready to come across these uh, day before yesterday, and I thought, you know, that might be a good, uh, uh, good session to expound upon, and uh, hopefully we can glean some things from this and learn from it and use it for our spiritual growth. But that's Matthew chapter 5. Uh, verse 38 through 48, we'll read this, and we'll have a word of prayer. Ye have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law, and take away thy coat, let him have the cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asks thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same. And if ye salute our brethren, your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so. But ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, again, we just come before you. Praise your holy name. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. And Lord, uh, thank you again for allowing us to come together and worship this evening. I pray that you'll lead us, guide us, direct us in your word. I pray that uh, we will uh, serve you well and that we can use what we learned tonight to help us in our spiritual growth. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so uh, let's dive into this here. And uh, going back to verse 38. You have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. So, so ye have heard, in other words, uh, something that's been around for a long time, like an old saying, if you will. And they said, uh, talking about an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. So uh, there was this, um, uh, uh, what was known as uh, the oldest law uh, that Jesus is quoting here, talking about, is uh, talking about the, uh, um, uh, what was it called? Um, Reminds me of blank uh, Hammurabi uh, code uh, that uh, say if uh, uh, if a man shatters your arm, then you can shatter his arm. Return if you knock out his tooth, you can knock if he, if he, you know if you if he let's see, get out here. All right. So if you if, if somebody knocks out your tooth, you can knock out their tooth, and uh, whatever it is that they have done to you, you can do back to them. Now, uh, obviously, that is not the way, and some may uh, think of this as a way of um, uh, almost a, a bloody way of looking at things. But actually, uh, this is, what this is actually referring to uh, is that uh, it is be be brought to before adjudication. It is to be brought before a judge, and even that um, uh, the judge will settle the matter. That is not to be an act of vengeance, is what Christ is talking about here. And, uh, and of course, you all know that uh, when you're done wrong, and a lot of us in here may be rednecks. I know that's not something you want to hear, but you know, some of us, including me, if somebody does something to me, I want to go back to them and do the same thing to them, if not worse. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I do have a temper, don't I, Brandy? Brandy rolled her eyes, really? 
but uh, uh, and I have to reel it in sometimes and not show myself because I don't want to go to jail. And two, I would beg them to keep me in jail for my dad got a hold of me. And uh, so, but uh, but this is what that's talking about: that we are not to take vengeance on somebody else for what they've done to us. Now, I don't realize that's hard to do depending on the situation or how you've treated or, or what has happened to you. Uh, but, you know, this is not, you know, some may consider this a, um, uh, a, a bloody, horrible way of looking at things, but actually is an act of mercy because it is to be brought before a judge. A judge is to decide how it should be handled, not in a physical way, all right, but in a uh, how they can be paid. And so actually you kind of see this uh, very, really our, our laws in a sense have not really changed that much. Uh, when, when damage is done, the payment has to be rendered. You know, whatever, if it's if there's a loss of job, then you have to pay for what time they have missed, pay for medical bills. That's, it, that's what this is referring to, talking to. In fact, uh, just was it yesterday, there was on the, on the uh, news that popped up on my uh, Google News there, this guy suing Dollywood because he was at Dream More Estates and the, uh, uh, the trolley ran into a, uh, a concrete post. He claims that it injured him severely, caused uh, a physical disfigurement, and that uh, he was unable to work, so he's, selling, he's, so he's suing for hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, in, in damages. So, whether that's true or not, you know, that's, that's a bad thing. You got a lot of people out there who are sue happy and it will sue at the drop of a hat over anything. Of course, you've all seen the videos where people try to fake fall and they've caught them on camera and everything, you know, and so they can have a lawsuit. But, um, but this is, you know, again, this is to keep someone from acting out vengeance, causing, you know, more damage than what they should physically, and that is brought before a judge, and then he will decide as to what, should, what payment should be given and rendered at this time. So, as we read this here, realize that uh, we are not to take vengeance. It's not an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. We don't, phys we don't physically go out there and take vengeance uh, and try to uh, uh, inflict physical harm to somebody. And again, it, you know, it's like I said the other day, we've got to be careful, all right? We live in a very wicked and evil world. And, you know, there was a time when you could probably physically fight somebody and go on. That time does not happen anymore. People will shoot you. In fact, there was a woman had on social media uh, a couple of days ago, over here in Sam's Gap, uh, she was, uh, uh, I think she was close to the um, uh, Bakersville exit. Guy shot out the back of her window because she, cut, she accidentally cut him off. And she he showed the bullet hole in the back of her car, and the cops were taking over, throwing off her car for evidence. They showed the back of her window shot out. So that's just right here close. And uh, so that's just it. You just can't take any any chances anymore. I was like Brandy when I get mad and may have a little road rage. She says, what if they were to shoot me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that would be bad. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, that's that is. It's 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 a bad thing. That's one thing I tell people today. Be careful. Uh, you know, I know that we get in a hurry. Uh, people don't pull out as fast as you like them to. They don't go as fast as you like them to. But realize, like my daughter, there's a lot of first-time drivers out there. They're 16 years old. They're scared. They're not. You know, they're not. Don't have a lot of confidence. So be aware of that. Be careful. Now, you do have people out there like Hoppy or just smart Alex, but you've got to watch, you know, <laughs> I'm teasing. But, uh, uh, but be, be, be aware of that. The people, I'm telling you, they'll just shoot you and look at you anymore. So just, just cool, cool your jets and don't lose your temper. And I'm talking to me here because I have to really reel it in big time. 
So, uh, so verse uh, 39 here. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, uh, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. So during this time, all right, what he's, one, one thing he's referring to is, you know, of course, obviously to be smacked upside the head, that's when, you know, uh, it's going to be kind of hard to, to turn the other cheek. But what was even far worse than somebody who just walked up and just slapped you is if you were saying, me and Hoppy were standing in front of each other, all right, and uh, we were right-handed. Now, it'd be hard for him if he's right-handed to just to, to slap me on my right side, uh, face, being face-to-face. Being face face. So it'd be for him to, to backhand me and, and hit me like that. To the Jews, that was far worse than you just walking up and just slapping somebody upside the head. And, uh, of course, if Hoppy did that, that's, you know, a good way for him to get shot. So he knows not to do that. But, uh, but that's what he's saying here is to, is to not retaliate. Even in the gravest of circumstances, even being hit like that from the, being backhanded, not to retaliate. You know, and so I don't know about you folks, but that would be hard pill to swallow. To just stand there, somebody hit you, and be like, okay, God's word says not to do anything. I don't know about you folks, but that's hard to do. I mean, I grew, when I was growing up, I was bullied a lot, all right? I was bullied because of um, uh, my, my uh, Japanese heritage. It was more prominent when I was a kid, and people really, man, they really made fun of me. And then me being overweight didn't help any either. Being bucked, to look like a beaver. So, you know, it just, uh, uh, I, was in, I was in fights all the time. And people really, uh, I was bullied a lot, and it just, I would take so much, and then I just couldn't take it anymore, and I would just go after them. And uh, in fact, I still have a receipt to this day from 1985, where I, I tackled a boy into a, a desk and knocked over a typewriter and busted it, and they had to call dad up there. And uh, he, they, they even told dad, said that boy deserved it, but, uh, but I still got the receipt from that after all these years. After the chewing I got, I figured I might as well keep something as memento, you know, so, because <laughs> they didn't have much money then, and boy, I, so I, I keep that, and I always remember what was said. Anyway, so, so we see here that, uh, uh, here's some smile thing on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. So again, uh, you know, and what is, is uh, to me, uh, to make it applicable more to even today, is, um, you know, there, there was so much hatred towards Christianity. I mean, you can look no further than China. How, in fact, I even saw a picture the other day because a woman dared to have a Bible, all right? She, um, uh, they showed her literally beaten, all right? Showed the bruises on her face. Took the Bible her and is putting her in prison because of her beliefs of Christianity. Now imagine this, what if you, as a Christian, all right, let's just put this in its proper, let's just put this in some context here. What if you, as Christians, uh, was, say you had your church shirt on and someone of um, uh, alternative lifestyle thinking come up to you and cussed you out because you were a Christian or that you went to Fountain of Life and spit on you or smacked you in the head. Now, how would you handle that? I mean, I'm just asking, how would you handle that? Could you turn the other cheek? <laughs> going like this. <laughs> That'd be, I'm just, you know, to put it in its context. I mean, because to be backhanded to the Jews, that was like super, super bad. And so if somebody come up to us today because of our convictions as Christians and did that to us, could you turn the other cheek? 
I mean, that, you know, that's something we're going to have to pray about. It may be something one of us in here may have to face one day. It, only, it may not even be somebody who is a, 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 a that uh, is an alter, in an alter, alternate lifestyle. It could just be a liberal, which they're mental anyway, could just come up and start going berserk. I mean, you already know, like Hoppy's wearing his Trump hat over here. You know, they get triggered over a red hat. You know, just like I like wearing my Make Church Great Again hat. Brady said, you're just wearing that to get into a fight. I said, well, I'm hoping somebody will say something. But I get tiggled, though, because because I, I, I've watched people. And you see them looking until they see what it says and they turn around and go on. I'm like, I told Brad, I said, wish I could say something. Just please let them say something. You know, so bad. But you got people out there that get triggered real easy. And it's a very, it's a very good chance that somebody could come up and do something. Now I can sit up here and say that I can honestly turn the other cheek, you know, and kind of be like uh, Highway to Heaven. I don't know if y'all remember that episode or not, where you know he was an angel. That guy hit him. He stood there. The guy hit him again. He said, "I turned the other cheek. Now it's my turn." So I don't know that it would take a second hit before I said it was my turn. But that's something we're going to have. We may have to pray about and ask the Lord to give us strength. If it if it meant us um, uh, portraying an attitude of Christianity that might make us a better witness. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. Uh, verse 40. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. Now, um, what we're looking at here. Now, let's keep it. When we talk about a cloak here, okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly or not, but it's uh, C-H-I-T-O-N, uh, chiton, all right? It's kind of like a, a blanket, if you will, that they, um, they kind of wore like a, a robe during the day, and they used it as a blanket at nighttime. And so if someone tried to, say if they pawned that cloak, uh, then before sundown, they had to give that back to this individual. All right, so that's what I was talking about today. Everybody had this, this type of cloak. And, uh, and so that, that's what I was talking about here. And so, and it's also talking about, and of course, according to um, uh, Barclay's uh, commentary, uh, is, Jesus is, is uh, talking about that, uh, that uh, technically, legally, that, uh, that we shouldn't push anything as far as lawsuits and uh, thinking that we have certain rights that we have to abide by that we should try to work things out. Uh, and... Uh, as Christians, we need to try to avoid taking someone to court and try to take, to sue someone. Now, there may be extenuating circumstances where things can't be helped and you have to, to, to go to court to resolve certain situations or go to mediation. And um, so, and you know, of course, mediation isn't cheap and it costs money. You may have, that may be the, uh, the, the direction you may have to go in. But that's what that's talking about here is if they take away that cloak, let him have that cloak, 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 cloak also, and uh, give that back to him if something like that was pawned or, or needed to be uh, used in certain and in such a way. Now, verse 41, and whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Now, this is very interesting in reading this and uh, talking about uh, that Persia actually had, uh, you know, to me, I, I find certain things fascinating, all right? I, you know, like I said, I started to be a history major at one time. I love history. Uh, I, lo I find it fascinating. I guess that's why uh, in studying God's Word, it just, uh, I love reading the backstory behind things, you know, uh, uh, to truly bring understanding uh, to the Scripture at hand. And, um, and talking about how uh, Persia had 
elaborate postal system. And they had certain roads uh, that they would uh, they had directly for delivering messages or packages. And that along the way there would be different stops uh, to uh, to feed uh, their horses or food or water for them. And uh, but when it's talking about here to compel that there's a word they called a. a, a Gari, Gari, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly or not, but to compel. Uh, in other words, that they could actually force somebody uh, to help them or push them in a certain direction to even help them deliver those messages or packages, but even more so to compel, talking about how bad and evil the Roman Empire was, that somebody could be walking along and also they could feel the, the metal tip of a spear on their shoulder and they could be forced into servitude or forced into the Roman army to have to serve. And, um, you know, it kind of made me think a little bit um, uh, how in, um, oh gosh, was it during the time of, um, um, uh, oh, it's a matter of me, the, the, I don't know if you watched, the, Dad really loves this, uh, uh, the, the show, and I liked it too, in the books, called The Scarecrow. You know, during that time uh, in England, they could force people into servitude. They could force people to, to serve uh, the, the English army, and they could just go walk up in the streets and just capture somebody and force them to, to serve, whether you liked it or not. You know, and that's one thing, of course, the Scarecrow, he's fighting against the tyranny of the government. I don't know if you, how many of you may even knows what I'm talking about? Just curious. A couple of people, all right. Even Hoppy knows? Wow. Well, that's cool. But, um, <laughs> I don't even know, Hoppy can even spell Scarecrow. But, uh, no, teasing Hoppy. But, uh, no, it's cool. I, if you ever get a chance, check that out on Disney. It's really cool. But anyway, but another thing that's interesting here, too, uh, it says, and whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. So, you know, there's a couple ways. Like if someone is asking you to do something, say someone is asking you to work, there's a couple ways you can handle it. You can handle it uh, in a very bad uh, attitude and do exactly what you, what you absolutely have to do. Or you could do it with great joy and do even more than is expected. Now, I know that, of course, telling on myself a little bit here, there's been times when I've been asked to do things and I've done the bare minimum because I didn't want to do it. I made it evident I didn't want to do it. And that was a bad attitude. That was a poor attitude to have and have been called out on that. And I regret that. I wish I could go back and change that and not have that kind of attitude. And, uh, uh, you know, that's why I've had so many jobs because of my poor attitude and, and work ethic, if it's will. Praise God, my son and daughter didn't hear that poor work ethic. They, uh, they, they're hard workers. But, and my wife's a hard worker too, but uh, she really is. But I am, um, uh, and so, you know, you can cringe, you can get mad, you can get angry and uh, red faced and be like, you know, I don't want to stay after work. I don't want to do this part of the job. This is not what I'm paid to do. And I'll do, you know, and just do what you have to do and just go on home, be mad and angry. Or, you know, that's one thing I tell my daughter, you know, she's, she's not always excited to go to work. I don't know why, but there's, there's days when she has to go in and she's, uh, uh, She's fighting herself and kicking and slinging around, and she takes after her mother on that. But, uh, so, and I tell her, I said, listen, you know, it's like, I, you know, there are times when I hear my father's voice come out of my mouth, and it's freaky, all right? It's really freaky. Because I said, here's the day I told her, she said, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go. And I said, remember, I said, that's why they call it work. That's why they pay you. If it was fun, you would pay them. As soon as it come out of my mouth, I thought, oh my gosh, I sound just like my dad. What in the world has happened to me? Right, so, I sounded just like my dad. But, uh, but that is sage advice. But I told her, I said, listen, 
Work as if you're working for the Lord. Don't worry about working about for you. Yes, a paycheck is why you're there, and that's because you have bills to pay, as we all do. And um, in fact, she was asking me today about uh, buying something else. I said, "Well, you need to take care of the bills you got now." But uh, then, sounded like my mother. But anyway, <laughs> it's like a war in here. I just I can't get it out. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, but I said, work as if you're working for the Lord. All right. Don't worry about working for the paycheck. Don't worry about working for the boss. You work with joy. Work as you're working to the Lord. And I think that's what Christ is trying to say here. That you're compelled to do more than what you're asked to do because you're doing it to show a Christian witness that you're showing God's love within you. All right. So keep that in mind. You know, when you go to your jobs or you're asked to do something and you don't want to do it. Yes. We may kick and scream. What? Me and Daddy said, yes, that's what we're supposed to do. Don't get me started, Brandy. All right. <laughs> there's a difference between doing it with joy and more than what you're supposed to do. And there's a difference between, all right, it's what you and your daddy does. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you all seen Toy Story, Mr. Potato Head? He take the lips off. Like, all right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, my, my. All right. Verse 42. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, not thou what, away. I am. Um, I'm. Uh, the, the Life 360 said Madison arrived at Julie Lane. Does she go somewhere? Oh, okay. All right. Um, but anyway, that borrow. Now, there was actually a, um, um, a seven-year rule that if you owed a debt, that it'd be forgiven after seven years. Now, don't you wish that was still in play to this day? That would be awesome, you know, after seven years. All of a sudden, all debt's forgiven. Oh my gosh, just my student loans alone. I would be tickled to death. You know, that would be awesome. You know, but it don't work that way. But as, <laughs> after seven years, I probably owe double than what I owe <laughs> to begin with because of all the interest rates that I owe. But, um, uh, so, but that's what it is, it's after seven years. But, all right, also what we're talking about here is giving. Is that uh, if someone is in need, that they were not to be refused. If someone uh, uh, come up to you and, and has a need, uh, that you are to give and to give uh, willingly. And, uh, and, often, and actually at this time, they're actually obligated to. They had to give. Uh, in fact, it said that it was, it was better to give a uh, hundred times a false to, to, uh, to someone who is claiming a false need than to turn away one person who is in real need. And that's a tough thing to do. You know, you're all the time seeing these signs. People say, hey, I need money for food or for work or things like that. And of course, you've heard Dad talk about how he's pulled up and offered to get people jobs. They take off running, you know. But one thing I can't stand, I, I, and I'll bring it to tell you, I'll call the cops. If it be in the middle of the day and it's hot or it's cold and they got two little kids out there with those signs up, I will call the cops on that because those kids don't need to be out there alongside of a road where it's dangerous and be put through that kind of situation. They're using those kids to get sympathy for people to do that. That's, that's where I draw the line. But as far as giving, that's something you have to pray about. That's something you have to have discernment about. It's, Lord, is this person someone I should give money to? Because you don't know if it's going to drugs, alcohol, whatever it may be. If they're saying they want money for food, the Lord lays on your heart to maybe go to McDonald's and say, hey, here's you some food. You know, maybe do that or something. But we got to be careful. And it's tough, man. Being here at the church, you know, we, we, we are overwhelmed with benevolence. And it's hard to know and have discernment when somebody truly needs help 
or they're just using you. One way I always figure out if somebody's trying to use us as a church is my mom will say, hey, this person needs you to call them. And I say, uh, yes, this is uh, Dr. Young with the uh, Fat Life Bible Church. I just tell you, if you call, what, wait, what church is this again? That tells me they're just going through there and just, hey, this just happened just a few days ago. So I know they're just going down the list and just calling every church that they can uh, to, try to, to try to get some help there. And, and it may be legit, but there's a lot of times if they don't even know what church they call, more than likely they're just trying to, trying to use people there. But so we have to have that kind of discernment. And it, it also talking about here is, uh, is to not help someone to their disadvantage. If it's something that's, if somebody can work or if they can uh, help themselves, then you're not to gift because, you know, you have, as you know today, there's people who are just sponging off the government. There's people out there who are just, uh, uh, just don't wouldn't strike out a snake and uh, expect everybody just to give it to them, hand it to them and, and do nothing. So that's what that's talked to. Don't give to their disadvantage, you know, uh, and give them and help to a certain point. But at some time they need to try to, you know, if they're physically able, then you get to, hey, when I, before I ever come into the ministry, I used to work over here at the, uh, at the plasma center. And there'd be people coming in and say, yeah, I just got my disability. And I'd be like, what's wrong with you? I mean, they was healthier than I was. I said, what's wrong with you? Oh, they told me I was a mental disability and just laughed. So yeah, you won't believe the check I'm getting. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. There's a guy that used to come to church here who had no legs and they denied him disability. The man didn't have any legs. And yet this turkey could come up and say, you know, yeah, I'm bipolar, you know. And they just try to hand it to them like it ain't nothing. I, that, to me, blows my mind. I don't get it, you know. And just there's people out there who literally need it, and they deny them left and right. And then there's people out there who knows how to play the system. I don't know. I didn't mean to get off on that tangent. But anyway, it just makes me angry, you know, at uh, uh, the people who are denied that really need it. Um, verse 43, ye have heard, all right, that it hath been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. Now, um, now, start from verse 42 on. Of course, you know, this is the Great Commission. And it's really a, a concentrated expression uh, of the Christian ethic, okay, and that, we are, that we're focusing on here. And uh, so when we see this here, that ye have heard that it has been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. There, you know, during this time, the Jews, you know, uh, if someone, uh, uh, if they were upset with somebody, that they could hate them. You know, they would hate them with all whatever. If they apologize and do whatever, then, then they, they could try to show some forgiveness, try to show some love or whatever. And, but they could justify that hate. And quite honestly, can we not do that ourselves is justify hate or uh, anger towards someone else? If someone does us wrong, it's hard. It's, it's easy to withhold that forgiveness. All right. And, and it's easy to uh, to say, you know what? I don't want nothing to do with you anymore. I hate you. I will not forgive you. And it's easy to do that. But, all right, we have got to show the love of Christ within us. As Christians, we have to be able to forgive. And just like we're talking about, all through here, we're talking about here, not retaliating, not showing vengeance, showing forgiveness, showing love, showing that Christian ethic, showing that Christian attitude towards those around us. And it's not always easy. It's easy to get mad. It's easy to get upset. It's easy to get angry. It's easy to cut people off. And it's easy to say, you know what? I'm through with you. I'm done with you. But if we can show unconditional love, that's showing Christ Jesus. You know, and so when we look at that, that love, all right, there are different types of love. There is what is known as, as the as storge uh, love, and that is um, uh, like a love between a parent and a child, that sort of love. 
And uh, then you have uh, eros, where we get uh, an erotic type of love. Then you have philia, all right, is where you get a, a, a true deep friendship uh, type of love. Uh, you know, some of you in here have best friends, so you know what I'm talking about. You have people, it's like my best friend Lance had died of cancer. He, he was like, even more of a brother to me than if he would literally been blood. I mean, he just, that's how close me and him was. And that's what that's talking about there. And then, of course, you have that agape kind of love, that unconditional love, that no matter how many times we're offended, no matter how many times that uh, someone hurts us, no matter how many times that uh, someone may uh, do, do us wrong, that we still show that unconditional love. Now, that's all a love, agape love, is the only kind of love that only Christ can give us. It's only through that, that change of heart that Christ gives us. It is only through that conviction of sin that Christ gives us the ability to have that agape kind of love, to show that unconditional kind of love. Because I don't know about you all, but I can't have that kind of love on my own. On my own, there's no way someone who does me wrong continuously would I be able to say, you know what, I still love you, I'll still pray for you, I'll still forgive you. That's hard to do. And I'm telling you right now, and I ain't trying to throw roses on my shoulder by no stretch of the imagination. I promise you this. All right? I'm not trying to act like super Christian here. But the Lord's brought me into conviction. There's some people that I, I feel that uh, I owe an apology to. There's people that I feel that I've, I've done wrong. There's people that I feel like I've had hatred in my heart. There's people that uh, I feel like I need to talk to. And so I've contacted some people recently, and I've sat down with them, and I spoke with them. And praise God, we were able to uh, forgive each other and show love towards each other and let that go. And that was not easy to do. It's not easy for me to do, all right? I'll be honest with you. It's easy to, to cling to those grudges. Now, when we look at these types of love here, you know, realize that uh, there are some people out there that you can forgive them all day long. They're not going to reciprocate that, okay? They're not going to, to, to um, uh, you're not going to be able to sit down and talk to them, all right? There's some people out there who just may have done some pretty evil, bad things to you. And so for those individuals, you can pray, all right, Lord, help me to not stay in the past. Help me to have forgiveness in my heart. Help me to move forward and go about it that direction. You know, there's not everybody can you sit down uh, and um, uh, and have a conversation with and talk to, all right? Uh, there's some people out there that, you know, all that you can do is pray that they will have a heart change, that God will touch their hearts and touch their minds. And, and, and I say that because there are people out there who grew up in horrible, terrible situations of physical abuse, sexual abuse, those types of situations that, uh, that some of us in here could never understand the horror that some people have had to grow up in and, and, and kids who are growing up in it now. And so it's, as, they, as, as people grow older, it's hard for them to let that go. And it's easy to stay in that past. It's easy, uh, you know, PTSD is a real thing. It's a real trauma to the brain. It's, it's easy to, to, to live in that past. But as Christians, we have to understand that conviction of heart and understand that we go nowhere looking backwards. We can only go forward and keep our eyes on Christ and have forgiveness in our hearts that those parents are still living, that God will bring them under conviction, that they realize what they have done, that they will have a change of heart and realize what they have, not to minimize what was done to you, but to realize that, hey, you know what? I cannot be held down by that bondage anymore and that uh, I have to give it over to God. And that's all we can do. So that's one thing we have to be very careful about, that, um, uh, that we are not to hate our enemy, 
But I say unto you, love, verse 44, but I say unto you, love your enemy, enemy, what does the matter be done? <laughs> love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. All right? Being used as children of God. There was a word, uh, and I wrote it down here, and um, I hope I can, uh, and I can't even read my own writing what I wrote down here. There's a specific word here. I think it was te, tele, teleos, I think it was the word. But the one way, this, the way that uh, he described uh, that word and how to, to understand it and to make it applicable uh, for us as Christians was to think of it as a, um, um, you're in need of a screwdriver. And, that there, and so you go to the hardware store and uh, you find the screwdriver that fits your hand perfectly. It's not, the handle's not too big, it's not too small. And that uh, you, you've got the, the flathead screwdriver that you need. You go home and the screw that needs to be addressed and, and to, to be put back into place properly, that screwdriver fits perfectly into that slot and you screw it in. And so the tool was used at its ultimate uh, level and what it was intended for. Well, as Christians, all right, that's what we are, are intended. We are to be used for God's glory. We are to be used for his service as a tool for Jesus Christ. And so we have to be careful to demonstrate that, uh, that um, uh, this all men are speaking and how we think and how we act. Uh, in fact, there was, um, um, I'm trying to think of the man I was, I was reading about um, earlier. Um, I want to say Witherspoon. I don't think that's right. Um, all my minds went blank. Um, Wilberforce was his name. Wilberforce I was reading about. And he was trying to, because um, you got to remember, what Jesus also was talking about here, you know, remember he was made fun of and he was put down. He was called names because he dared uh, to sit uh, with tax collectors and prostitutes. And so they, they called him all kinds of names. You know, we, we sit here trying to think about how we can make this applicable for our lives, but realize that Jesus himself was being persecuted, being called names and being made fun of. Okay, and so just for his for the very fact that he dared to sit with sinners, and so he had this fellow Wilberforce who was trying to to help those in need and to help those that were of less reputable uh, 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 calling than than those who uh, uh, who were of higher standing that they thought they were, and they made they made fun of him like crazy. Uh, talked to said called him a wife beater and and uh, uh, made fun of his marriage, all these different things. And so, you know, as Christians, uh, you know, if God has called us to do something and it may not be something that is um, uh, the world would reflect, reflect kindly on, if it's God has called us to do something, whether it's helping the poor, uh, helping someone um, who is, um, you know, don't have a good reputation, if that's what God's called us to do, then that's what we have to, to listen to that leading of the Spirit and do that. But realize, you know, that's, that's one great thing that, Christ has been through everything that we've been through. Every temptation and even in name calling and, uh, and, and hatred, Christ has dealt with. So there's nothing that we deal with at all that we are ever on our own that God would not understand. Every aspect that we go through in our Christian walk, Christ understands. Is that not a wonderful thing? You know, despite any persecution we go through, Christ understands. He's been there. He knows what it's like to be name called. He knows what it's like to be hated. And he said we would be hated for his namesake. And as, as these liberals get more aggressive, just expect more persecution. Just expect it. It's going to happen. 
I read things on social media that absolutely blow my mind, particularly in regards to our president, what's going on in Iran. I mean, you know, it, I love this little meme. So to Obama, he said, I ran and chose Trump. He said, I didn't. But anyway, so but, but I try not to get political. All right, I'm sorry. I try hard not to get political. But, uh, but some of the stuff that is said out there, in fact, I was reading stuff last night. Brandy said, what is it? I said, I just, I, I, I want to top something so bad, but it, it ain't going to solve nothing. I'm not going to change them. They're not going to change me. It's just, you know, uh, answer, you know, uh, you know, answer not a fool according to his father. should be like himself. But, um, but realize there are people out there who want to attack us, who don't understand us because we are aliens. We're not of this world. They don't understand us. That's why we look at them like they got two heads. They look at us like we got two heads because they don't understand us. We are not of this world. And so one day we'll get to spend all of eternity in heaven and we don't have to deal with this garbage anymore. So let them have their erroneous thinking. Let them call us all the names they want to. Let them make fun of us all they want to. Because one day we get to spend eternity with Jesus Christ and that's where our reward is at. That's where our hope lies. And that's where we have to focus on. Don't focus on the, on the goobers of the world. All right? Let's focus on Jesus Christ. If you will stand, we'll close in prayer. I didn't get all the way through to 48. Maybe Sunday night we'll finish up and, and uh, through 48 and, and go forward from there. But uh, let us bow our heads and pray. Therefore, Lord, we thank you. We love you and we praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you uh, for this teaching tonight and uh, guiding us in your word. Uh, Lord, let us be strong. Uh, let us serve you well. Let us be a reflection of you in all areas and situations. Uh, let us serve you well. Lord, for anyone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us. God, us, protect us. We meet again. Lord, again, let my dad have a very happy birthday. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.